Imagine if that head trash was not there. Who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I'm Stephanie Costello, a mom of three, wife, and avid mountaineer. Beyond all of these, I am, very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. This episode is brought to you by Safety in Freedom. Are you struggling to find safety in the freedom you create? Or maybe you're struggling to own your power, embrace who you are, and break free from those toxic patterns? Well, let's help you solve this problem today. Let's figure out what is really happening in your relationships with yourself and others. You can do that for free today at safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. That is safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. In addition, if you are looking for support with what we've been talking about in today's episode, I want to encourage you to get our free tools to help you navigate your freedom. You can go now to safetyinfreedom.com to get those resources. If you'd like access to the special resources and all the show notes for this special episode, make sure to visit theintimacytruths.com. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing to you Emily Aborn, who is a content writer and owner of She Built This, a community for women entrepreneurs to build the dreams they have all together. She has 10 plus years of experience working with entrepreneurs in various roles. She helps others create compelling content and copy throughout their branding. She lives in New Hampshire with her husband, Jason, and their dog, Clyde. When not working, she can be found hiking, walking, cooking, reading, listening to music, or writing. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Intimacy Truth Podcast, where we have Emily Aborn here to talk to us about The only way through is through. Thank you, Emily, for being here. I am so excited to be here, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. So tell us, where did your journey start with figuring out how to just get through the through? Yeah. So, I mean, my my little entrepreneurial bug, I guess, was Mm. put in me when I was really, really young. Like, I remember the first venture I did was like a lemonade stand. And I was like hooked from then on out of, of just creating businesses and opportunities mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but I think the only way through is through for me has just come through going, facing a lot of things in life, which totally were a lot of them were self-imposed um, and realizing that you can't just throw in the towel and give up. You know, Mm. I realized that it's all about taking one step and putting one foot in front of the other until you get through to the other side. I love that. And I'm curious about the self-imposed piece. Like, what does that mean? (laughs) Oh, so some examples, let's see. Like I did, I did a really poor job of managing my money in my twenties. Um, I made a lot of job decisions that like, I was like in for one week and then out the next week, you know, and, and a lot of moving, like it was just Mm. a lot of shuffling around in my life, Mm. um, pretty much all through my like childhood. And then I just continued that pattern into my early twenties. So when I'm saying it's self-imposed, I just never really allowed myself like a moment to just be like, okay, I'm like, let's just give this a minute, you know, like no stability really for myself. And, and that was, that was caused more struggle than it needed to. 
I think so many people can absolutely, absolutely relate to that, regardless if they have strong roots in one place, instead of having, you know, a, a bunch of different roots build. I'm definitely somebody who has a lot of different roots in all these random areas. So then when I try to get all the roots together, it like doesn't fit because there's yeah. so many random spaces that I've kind of just grown and flourished and like bounced around. Yeah. And then to, re- oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it probably makes you very adaptable. It, and exactly. And that's, that's kind of a skill that helps you um, to get through what's happening in the moment instead of, like you said, just throwing in the towel. Being adaptable is definitely a good skill to have. Sometimes it can be detrimental. Sometimes we can be a bit too adaptable so that we're yeah. not able to actually see things through because we start. And then we do like the, a lot of, I find that people love to do the, the, the creating, like the creation process. And then once it starts to be implemented, they're like, well, now what am I supposed to do? You know what? I love that you brought that up because I've noticed that there are different types of people. There are like the beginners and then there are like the finishers, right? (laughs) Some people are able to see it through both through the entire process. And I love Mm. that, but like I, I am one of those people that I see a start and I see a finish and like, I must get to that finish line, Mm. but I see a lot of people start things and then just be okay with not completing them. And I'm like, wow, I've let a lot of that go. Like when it comes to let's, let's use a book as an example. I used to be the person that would like pick up a book and I'm like, I cannot put it down unless I finish the book. Even if I hate, even if I hate the book, (laughs) but then I've just wasted six hours reading this book that I hate, you know? So now I've given myself a lot more permission. Like when I notice Mm -hmm. that something is not right, it's okay to be like, yeah, I'm not going to finish that because I'm not wasting six hours of my time, or I'm not going to finish listening to that podcast or whatever the thing is. Yes. And so that's, that's really speaking to intuition, being intuitive enough to know, like, is this choice that I just made, or I'm about to make actually going to result in what I want it to result in and living your life by your design and not by what somebody else is telling you. One of the things I'm finding as an entrepreneur is all the little like distractions of like, fix your website here and fix this there. And, you know, all these things that it's like catches your eye because the marketing Mm -hmm. is so great. But it's like, okay, now I need to actually invest time into figuring out, is this going to be worth my time? Um, And then speaking to, you know, what I had to do literally today within the last hour, I spent time chunking out my schedule, figuring out where I'm investing my time, readjusting to our new life that's coming in January and figuring out what do I need to remove and what do I need to put in? very overwhelming by the way there's no like black and white book that says as an entrepreneur a mom a wife you know an avid mountain climber all the things that i am how to bucket list those things properly so that i can then integrate them effectively for everyone to be happy Uh, it's it's a very challenging task to tackle it's funny i'm doing like so we're recording this in the month of november and i'm doing something kind of similar to that I'm doing the month of November where I've like put, I've literally put a do not book in my calendar, like all throughout the month and it feels glorious and I'm sticking to it, which also feels glorious. Um, but part of that is kind of auditing all of these things 
that I've said yes to all year long. You know what I mean? It's like, does that really still have a place? Because I want to set myself up for, you know, going forward into the next year with a much cleaner slate and much Mm. more like clarity. Like when we give ourselves these times, it can feel overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it can feel like, oh my God, I can't pause. You know, I can't stop. But when we do, we can give ourselves like, we can kind of like scrape off all the dust so that we can see clearly to go forward. Yes. And so then to bring that back to the only way through is through, sometimes there's like earlier we were talking before we were recording about a black tunnel. Like if you enter a black tunnel and you're like, crap, I don't want to be in this tunnel, but you stop in the middle of the tunnel, you're still in the black tunnel. Right. Right. And so in referencing to you know what you were just saying, it's kind of like you get a flat tire in the middle of the black tunnel. You still got to get out and fix the tire and, yep. and gain some clarity around how to do that in the dark and, you know, kind of pick your, figuring out what pieces are important to focus on right then and there so that eventually you can continue through the through to get to the other end. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's about taking, you're right. Like taking the step, if if something's broken, physically taking the step to fix like what that is. Mm. Um, but just also remembering, like you said, like when we're going through a dark tunnel to remember that there is a light on the other side and like you have to keep riding the ride, you know, Mm. I mean, you can, you can make better choices that are going to get you to where, you you know, what that light looks like for you, Mm. but don't just call it the quit, call it quits when you're, when you're in the middle of a dark place. So important. And then to go back to earlier, when you're talking about starters or finishers, (laughs) a great way to fix that is having a starter and a finisher as a team to be able to to have come full circle. That's kind of where I'm uh, a little bit challenged right now as an entrepreneur, truthfully, is I definitely love the creating and the starting, um, the, the, the visionary sort of, so to speak. And I love the finishing, but the finishing piece that I love doing is really the mentoring and the Mm -hmm. helping all of the stuff in between as an entrepreneur, I could just throw away, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're all the important pieces. If you don't have that set up, you won't be able to mentor and you won't be able to create like all that, that sort of stuff in the middle. So tell us um, in, in, you know, as you've transitioned from kind of bouncing around and figuring out what your life was, what you wanted to be when you grow up, I think you, you use that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So how did that tra- transition and that journey happen for you? Um, well, uh, you know, I'm definitely still in it, of course, like we all yeah. are, um, cause we get the, we get the choice every single day to, to mm-hmm. be who we want to be and what, and do what we want to do. Um, but for me, like I went to school for community health education and when I was 16 years old, okay. I remember this actually, I was a, a chiropractor came to my high school and she gave this beautiful talk about like the body and, and our health and healing and how the body mm-hmm. could heal itself. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to do when I grow up, not be a chiropractor, but I want to be able to like stand up in front of audiences and share the power of their bodies. So I went up to her after the presentation and I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to be like you. And so then she's like, well, here's what you need to do. You need to go to school for health education and then, you know, get your doctorate in X, Y, Z. And I'm like, okay, deal. So that's what I did. I went to school for health education and I went through the whole program and I was super into it. And like, I worked for chiropractors and health, like health and wellness people Mm. for years do you know what I was doing at every single one of those jobs? I was writing their copy. And I'm like, how did I not see this? Like the actual like coaching piece. I mean, I loved doing workshops and educating yeah. like that. That was so fun for me. And the research piece behind the workshop, loved mm-hmm. it. 
Um, but at the end of the day, I was doing what I'm doing now. I was like mm. writing copy for people and like doing workshops and presentations. So it could not saying I don't love health because it's still a super strong value of mine. It's just the, I recognize that the vehicle I was using to get to where I wanted to go wasn't really like the vehicle I wanted to be, you yeah. know? And now, now I get to work with like, I mean, I've written for like 78 different industries. I get to oh, like wow. dabble in all kinds of exciting things mm -hmm. and still do what I was, what I'm doing now. Um, but I've had, I've had more jobs in my life than I am years in age. So, and that is no joke. Like yeah. I have just done absolutely every job and, and a lot of them all were with the goal of becoming like a health educator or owning my own coffee mm -hmm. shop or, you know, it always was an under undertone of entrepreneurship and like doing my own thing. This was a long, rocky road to actually get there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in the dabbling in different, so one of my favorite things to do is observe people in order to do that, you have to observe in like every environment you can possibly think of. So I've had jobs primarily with kids with autism, but I've observed people in every environment you can think of, except for yeah. a nursing home. I've never worked in a nursing home and the VA is like another one that I've never worked in. Right. Um, and so having that rocky bumpy road gives you the opportunity to really see things for the whole, through the whole process. Right. And so we won't go into the nitty gritty of like my process or your process, because we all see things differently, but the, the most important piece in that is, uh, you are able, your creative mind, you clearly have a very, a visionary, you're very creative in, in what you're observing, which is so amazing to see, because then now that you've figured that out, now that you gave yourself permission to have those experiences, you're able to be a creative mind and work 78 different jobs, but you're doing one job, right? right? And isn't it so cool how you've gone through the stuff to get to the mm -hmm. other side and still have the variety, still do what you love and still do and be in where you want to be versus where you felt you had to prior to. And I think you made a really good point that raised something I think would be helpful for other people to recognize too. Like mm -hmm. sometimes I, I beat myself up about not being further along in my journey. Um, and I think to myself, you know, if I just started when I, like, if I had just gone to college for actually creative writing, or if I had just gone to college for communications or psychology, I would be so much further along mm. or, or business ownership, you know, whatever the thing was. Mm -hmm. And I think you're so right that like every experience we've had leads us to where we are today. And we can like, instead of being resentful at our younger selves for making mm -hmm. decisions, maybe we wouldn't have made, we can be grateful for the, the lessons that those things taught us. Absolutely. And just a quick tip for the listeners. If you're thinking about, I should have done this. I should have done that. Should have, would have, could have, you're stuck in the past, <laughs> not in the current present. And if you're thinking, well, I am going to, and you know, and, and you're planning your future, I did talk a little bit about, okay, we know our life is changing in January. So we do have to sit down and have a conversation now around what is January going to look like and how do I shift my schedule so that that transition is done with ease, right? So there's a level of planning, proper planning and healthy planning, but there's a level of obsessing over what we could be doing in the future instead of being now. And so the best way to do that is, is really asking yourself micro action, macro results. What can I do right now that is going to get me to where I want to go? 
Uh, so when you just, when you've jumped, so now you're on the, the creative bandwagon and it, well, you always really have been, but you're really focusing on it. So how do you help, um, creative entrepreneurs be able to get their message out clearly? And it, I, let me add real quickly too. There's always behind a good presenter. There's usually a good writer. <laughs> the <sighs> presenter often is not the one writing, or they might have the input but they're, they have had a team help them present themselves in a really great way. So when you're looking at somebody and you're listening like, wow, they've got such a great message. Remember that they've learned from other people and they've taken language from other people and, they, and they've used it. They just don't quite say that in their presentation. So I thought it would really be really important for us to give credit to somebody like you who does all of that. And then you're kind of the one behind the curtain helping, you know, the, the play be put together, which is really important. And on the flip side, uh, I am not the best presenter. So <laughs> like I can write the script and then I get up to say, it and I'm like, I need to read this. Is it okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, however, that's one reason I really love podcasting is because mm. people, people have even remarked, I'm part of a speech club and they've even remarked, like you speak so much slower and more calm on your podcast. I'm like, I think it's because no one's watching me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that. But, um, funny enough, actually. Yeah. So that's part of what I would do is help people with like video scripts or their blogs or emails or social media, website pages, everything basically that goes the, the words that are behind your ideas. Mm -hmm. I help to give them kind of like the wind, you know, give them a little bit of a voice and, Mm -hmm. and really clarify what your message is. Um, and I primarily work with women entrepreneurs. Of course, there are definitely exceptions within that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've literally written everything from like a sand for a sandblasting company to a life coach. So like my range is very, very broad. Um, and I love it. I just absolutely like that is what lights me up. And every single time I get a new project, I'm excited. And then Mm. I, and guess what? I can finish it too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Isn't that that? So that's definitely uh, when we, when we know our weaknesses and we set up expectate or we set ourselves up for somebody else to expect something of us, usually we will complete that so that we, you know, because we're being, we're being asked to provide a service. So that definitely makes uh, us a little bit, hold ourselves a little bit more accountable to others, which is, I think a good natural human behavior in, in itself. But, um, okay. So when it comes to, um, you talked about your lemonade stand writing for entrepreneurs. Oh yeah. So how do you do this in a more, uh, group setting? So the, yeah. So the other way, thanks for asking. Um, the other way that people can really be like involved in kind of what I'm doing for women entrepreneurs is to join a group that is online, but we also do things in person and like create meaningful relationships, not online because, Mm you can only have so many conversations in a Facebook group, right? So, um, the group is called, she built this and it has been around since 2018. Um, and it's really, it started as just a group of like women entrepreneurs in New Hampshire, because I was like, there's no place to go talk to other women entrepreneurs. I felt like an Island, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of like gathered some of my, my best buds and it has just exploded from there. And it's really like, I think it's just a group of like authentic, connected individuals. Everybody wants to see everybody else succeed. Mm -hmm. And, and that's really what I try to like ensure that the group is very inclusive and positive and focused on other people's success. And so, 
there's a, a, there's a multiple of different ways to be involved. Like there's different levels you can get involved. Um, but the easiest way to kind of like dip your toes in is just to be a part of our free Facebook group, which is yeah. Facebook. It, it, it she built this. You can literally just type it into Facebook and it will pop up, but I could not tell you the backslash yeah. address off the top of my head. It's okay. Um, one of the pieces that I kind of was just thinking about as you were talking is, you know, to get yourself through that dark tunnel, there's, there's different tools that you can use and figure out, you know, what might work best for you. And we talked a little bit about the self-care and the self-observing and maybe fixing the tire and using what you need to use in that moment, um, to, to get that tire fixed. And then you're moving along and you want to throw in the towel. So you need your community around you to help you not Definitely. throw in that towel, right? You need the, you need the right help. So being the, the, the visionary, I have a, an assistant who helps me, who is totally the action taker. And she's the one that goes and puts the visionary stuff into play. And that has helped me continue to be successful along the entrepreneurial journey. Um, so thank you. This has been, uh, I really have much enjoyed our conversation. Um, is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with? I wasn't anticipating this question. Ah, that's okay. <laughs> Can I write my answer? No, I'm um, yeah. just kidding. So I, I think, I that think it's perfect. this. Like we all get really, really overwhelmed from time to time, whether it's too many tasks on our plate mm -hmm. or just all the ideas that we have or, or whatever situations that come up in our life that are really, really challenging. And I think it can just like overwhelm to me mentally is just kind of like this tunnel, you know what I mean? And I, or sorry, like a funnel. And so like, I'm up here at the top of the overwhelm, right. And everything just feels like it's swirling around, swirling around. So when it comes to overwhelm, my, my biggest, best tip is just to kind of like, like list out all the stuff that's at the top of the funnel mm -hmm. and then pull yourself down to the bottom of the funnel and be like, what one step can I take? You know, mm -hmm. like what one thing can I do right now? And, and I bet you that like, sometimes we get paralyzed by that overwhelm and mm -hmm. it's like, we don't, we don't even know what to do, but as you start to just take one step, then you know what the next step is and you know what the next step is and you know what the next step is and you get more and more energized. And that to me, that is really what I mean. The only way through is through, like, mm -hmm. it's all about just taking that first step. Even when it comes to like writer's block, that is the way through. It's like, if I just sit down in my computer, type out, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write <laughs> in about 10 minutes. I can write something. So, yeah. and I'm not kidding. It's just like, that is what I mean. Like what one step can I take? That's going to help me to get through this. That was so perfect. And so share uh link website is she built this.com. Uh, she built this.org. Yep. Okay. And, and, um, my personal website is emilyaborn.com. That's acorn with a B. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom. I'm very excited, uh, to be able to share all this with the, uh, the entrepreneurs that love finding all those little tips and tricks and ways to make themselves successful. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Stephanie. You're welcome.